What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Uncensored DJ Podcast, where I keep it real and you just uh, pretty much laugh. Don't forget, this is a space where teens and people come, where we talk about ideas. You give me topics and I talk about them. And just remember, I could be your relatable friend, brother, cousin, whatever you want me to be. Just hit me up and remember, whatever this podcast relies on you guys. So if you guys want me to give topics or say anything, you need to shoot me a DM at my Instagram, DJ. And we will get that um, going. So now we're going to just jump right into what's happening today. Today isn't just any regular day. Like, not just any regular day. Today I'm doing my first interview ever on my podcast with the one and only legendary Ricky Newling. He has a top 100 podcast and he has his own clothing brand. Let's welcome Ricky. What's up, Ricky? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, my boy? How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good, good. I appreciate the intro, and uh, I appreciate, you know, being the first interview on your show ever, so this is going to be a dope experience, and uh, I'm glad to be on your show, man. Yes, yes, yes. We're glad to have you. So, um, I'm going to jump into um, my first question. Can you talk about, can you talk a little bit, a bit about how did the brand Millennial Movements come to be? Yeah, for sure. So, just a little bit of backstory about who I am. Uh, my name is Ricky Wynn, born and raised St. Louis, Missouri, in the 816 um, I moved to Florence, South, Florence, South Carolina when I was around five years old. My family started a, a family nail salon franchise business. And kind of from there, it was just kind of like, um, you know, I was always, I always had an entrepreneur path, just kind of, you know, finding different, you know, things, you know, the whole lemonade stand store when I was seven years old, selling, flipping sneakers, um, network marketing when I was 14, and just kind of being in the nail salon business as well. But around the time, like, May last year, so about a year and, you know, a few months, um, I went to a Dream Mastermind event. It was a networking event called Dream Mastermind. Shout out to my boy, Brian Ferrari. But he threw an event and he had so many, you know, influences, but entrepreneurs and like, you know, millennials like myself that are killing it, making money online and just doing so many different things. So when I came out there, you know, I saw another podcaster. His name was Casey Adams. Yeah, that's my, that's my good friend right there. Yeah, yeah, Casey's my boy. So, you know, shout out to Casey. He um just kind of see how he, you know, been able to build his network, but, you know, build his brand and build what he has now. It was just like, you know, it inspired me to do it because, you know, when I, you know, I'll always say, or people always tell me, you know, um, I have a very passionate voice. So, you know, I'm very, whenever I speak, you know, it's, they are, um, like, they're very open to it. You know, it's like, yes. I speak with, you know, very blunt, but it's like passionately as well. So, um, you know, on the ride home with my boy Frankie one day, I was just like, yo, let's start a podcast. And, you know, I didn't know what I did, you know, what, what a podcast was. I didn't know how it started. And then after that day, I got back into, you know, got back into town, started researching how to do a podcast, what equipment I needed, and just kind of go from there, man. Wow, that's 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 great. And, like, what really got, what would you say to the people out there that, you know, that's listening maybe and that, you know, want to, you know, start a clothing line? Like, how what, what is the, like, main necessities they need, especially, you know, being young and maybe, they, you know, they don't have enough money and things like that. How how would they, how can, how would they be able to navigate through that without losing that motivation? Because a lot of times, you know, people, if they don't got the money, I'm not going to do it. But, like, how, yeah, would they, yes. how can they so, be able to do that? So, I'm going to give, I'm going to give, like, very, a lot of, like, facts and, like, a lot of tips in this episode. So, whoever is listening is going to be very lucky. But yes. definitely, like, if whoever wants to, uh, whoever wants to start a clothing line or just kind of get into the game. I mean, first, you got to find your why, man. It's just, like, yes. you got to find your why, like, what you want to do, why you're doing it for. For me, it was easy. You know, I was picked on and bullied. I had Tourette's when I was, you know, since I was six years old. I've been made fun of my whole life. And that just kind of inspired me to 
to be different, to be someone else. That's why I wanted to be a top 100 podcast and have a clothing line, just because, you know, it, it was my why. It's something that I wanted to do. So, I mean, first you got to find your why, but also if you're a young entrepreneur who doesn't have money or, you know, who doesn't have any, like, necessity or don't even know the route. So, basically, step one, you know, find some type of side hustle. If you're, you know, under the age of 18, you know, go get a job or whatever but you know find a job find a side hustle flip stuff online flips you know flip on ebay on ig macari goat stock x whatever platform it is flip something make income once you build a little bit of capital you know get connected with the people that are in the industry that you that are in like so if you want to be a clothing line right if you want to be a clothing designer get connected with the people that are in that industry the fashion industry people that you know, work at, um, you know, a t-shirt supplier, people that do, do vinyl work, you know, make sure that you have a graphic designer and make sure when you get connected with them, it's just like, you know, it's, you're building rapport, but you're building that relationship with them. It's not just like, Hey, you know, I found you, let's do business because they're going to charge you an ass load of money. Um, I don't know if I can curse on this show. Oh, but, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so they're going to charge you an ass load of money. So they're going to charge you a lot of money. So definitely build rapport, build that net, build that friendship with people that work at us those spies and once you do it, it's kind of hey what kind of you know material do you use it's cotton um polyester whatever right yes. this type of shirt you know you want gilding you want um hanes you want comfort wash you know whatever it is level three whatever it is you you know that material so it's just you're getting into contact with them but you're finding out all the information but once you have you know your capital your money then you start put it into work you have your graphic design you have your idea the logo that you wanted you want a screen printed you want a vinyl so these are all type of common questions that you have to kind of come and play but then it's just where you're going to distribute at is it going to be online or through website as well so i mean once you kind of figure out your why then you build your capital up a little bit then it's just kind of you moving towards that process of um you know other you know factors that come into uh that come to it you know yeah and that you, he he really drops some knowledge because i know like definitely like that's really what it is about you know people you most of you know kids go through school and all that stuff but you know they're not really getting that knowledge that they need to be successful as in yeah how how you were i mean i was super fortunate bro because i'll tell you just because like i said my parents were you know they came over here like you know the whole immigrant story you know my parents came over here from vietnam with nothing you know five hundred dollars in their pockets couldn't speak any english so you know i'm bilingual my parents couldn't speak English growing up, so I had to learn Vietnamese and learn English at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, kind of watching them, how they built their nail salon family franchise. We had over 15 nail salons in our city. Wow. And just kind of seeing how they grew up. Yeah, so just kind of seeing how they built their business and kind of built their, you know, legacy. And it's why I'm like, wow, this is something that's kind of, it's literally in my genes. So I was super fortunate at a young age, you know, at seven years old, I was, you know, doing lemonade stands every summer until I was 11, 12 years old from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. selling lemonade, dude. Going home freshly made, standing right in front of my apartments, you know, and then just kind of transition. I got into network marketing. I failed in network marketing, but hey, I got into when I was super young. Then I got into, you know, sneakers. I started flipping sneakers, then I started traveling the world selling sneakers, which- Can you let them know what, how, the, how, how, they, how would they be able, like what flipping sneakers is for those who may not know? So, so flipping sneakers is basically, if people have Jordans or Yeezys, you know, if you buy them for retail price or you buy them for like, you know, under the market, which you buy them for like a super low price and then you, re- you resell it at a higher margin. So like, you know, you could buy like, so Yeezys and they resell, you know, retail, People think like, oh my God, Yeezys are so much money, but yes, because they have a high resale to it. So 
that's good for people that's in the sneaker industry, right? Or sneaker business. So maybe Yeezys could go for, you know, retails to 20 plus tax. But a pair of Yeezys probably could go, if they're resell, if they have a high resell, they could resell for 600, 700. And that's almost, you know, like 200, 300, 300% uh, profit right there. You know, like that's triple the amount that you paid for, which is really good. So now you, I'm doing that. I was doing that with uh, a few friends of mine and that we built a sneaker store in town, but we were doing it at multiple quantities, you know, 100 to 200 sneakers. And we were traveling to places. Have you ever heard of SneakerCon? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so we used to travel to all the SneakerCons. So I know, like, all the SneakerCon people that work there, but, you know, the the, the uh, sneaker influencers, like Blake, you know, Jess Wynn, Blake Wynn? Yes, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm friends with him as well. Yeah, so that's actually my clo- that he's one of my close friends. Shout out to Blake too. But, yes. um, but and yeah, man, you so know it's Dylan? like Dylan, Dylan who Aguilar. He has his own sneaker shop in LA. I mean, in Vegas. I with think him. he sound he sounds familiar. Yeah. If I saw his page, I probably would. But I mean, yeah. So that's why I got into it at a young age. Just started flipping sneakers. But I mean, I got super fortunate. So people that's like in you know high school is just you know. If you want to make money, just go do it. Start flipping stuff. That's the easiest way you're gonna learn about business. But it's like how to make money, how profit works, how much you, how much you're losing, and it's like a mental game. But it, you know, it helps you. Yes. Um. Thank you. Um. For just dropping that knowledge. Um. So now we're gonna um switch um topics a little bit. So I did have a chance to um read your article, um which, um which was um really I I, I learned a lot. Um, so can you, for those who, again, don't know you, can you explain, like, a little bit about your childhood and, the, like, what, like, can just explain to them, like, what happened to you and, like, what, what, like, what they can take from this? Because I know, like, a lot of people that will be listening, um, you know, could be and possibly be in that same situation and they think because they, you know, possibly got locked up or they've been in these situations, they can't get out of it. So can you just explain a little bit about Oh, okay, about yeah. So you, I, I was just making sure we're on the same topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely, Um, I mean, I mean, that was, that at that time, you know, it was very tough for me because, you know, if anyone that hasn't read my article, go to, I mean, check it out. Uh, I love you guys. Check it out. It's on influencer.com. You can just type in my name, Ricky, when it'll pop up. But, um, you know, at that time it was just, it was very hard for me because, you know, um, around 16, I was, yeah, 16 years old. My, uh, one of my close friends and, you know, my hometown, Missouri, he committed suicide and it was someone that, you know, we played basketball together. It's just someone that was very close to me. And then, you know, Surrounded by the city that I'm in, you know, if you come from St. Louis, Missouri, you know, just you come. I was in the bad area, you know. I grew up in, you know, the hood area. You know, I was, I wasn't, you know, serve uh, a suburban kid. I was, you know, I came from the hood. I came from an immigrant, so it's just I've kind of seen that, and it was just, you know, I seen a lot of death around me, and it kind of affected me a lot. So when I saw my, you know, my close friend he committed suicide, I heard about it. It just kind of really hit me hard, and at that point, you know, I got caught up to selling drugs and then you know um doing drugs as well you know i was just smoking and selling weed but at that time i got to it super heavy and then you know when i was dealing it was just you know not an ounce or a couple ounces it was like pounds so for people that don't know the scale that's like you know a hot you know like people think an ounce is like you know i'm a couple pounds is you know different you know so it's like i'm on a bigger scale so when i got caught it was just like it kind of changed my life so when at that time i was in the bad state of mind so 
you know, I started selling weeds. I started smoking weed as well. But then, um, you know, after I got caught, it was just, it was hard for me to kind of go back to a place like, you know, I got caught with two two unregistered semi-automatic as well. It was an AR-15 and AK-47. Mm-hmm. So if I was locked up, you know, when I got, when I got caught, basically, um, it was a setup. So I got caught. They, they, uh, they, what, they, they ran the crib and, you know, they ran through the door, busting the crib. I had two pounds of uh, marijuana, two unregistered semi-automatics. If I would got caught, I would have been convicted for five years. So, you know, praise the Lord to, you know, the good lawyers and everybody. Yes. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to my lawyers. <laughs> um, but yeah. And you so, said, uh, would have you still been in there today too as well? Yeah, yeah. So this happened when I, this happened two weeks at, so I got locked up two weeks after I turned 17. So there was September 16th or September 15th, one of those days. But two weeks after that, I just turned 17. And if I got locked up, I was still being there today. Um, so shout out to them. But yeah, so I got caught and it was just, you know, at that moment, I was like, you know, I couldn't go back to, you know, you don't get a second chance in life like that. And, you know, I mm-hmm. found that out, you know, through the universe, like, you know, hey, you went through some bad shit, you know, with your friend, you know, you know, with drugs, selling them, get caught. But it's like, all right, now you just need to take a different approach. You know, you know what your family has done and you know what we're about. It's just that you can't go down that path. So I had to kind of check myself a little bit, but then I got into really personal development started reading and then just kind of changed my life around. Cause you know, I didn't want to get caught back in a situation where I was selling drugs or dealing it or any type of way. Cause you know, once people that don't realize it and anyone that that's industry game or, Oh, you can't, whatever, you can't get caught. This and that it's that there's only two way out of it. And it's true. You either end up in jail or you end up dead. And I see both sides of it from my friend's perspective and from me being in jail. So, you know, I don't want to go back to that situation. So I decided to change my life around after that. And then, um, been moving the right path ever since, man. Um, do you, and do you think that people knowing about that has shaped, um, you being able to, you know, get, get into certain jobs or since now that you're an entrepreneur is that is it was that one of the main reasons why you you said okay i'm going to become an entrepreneur because you don't do you don't want to do it um, like the past things yeah, or is it because yeah. it was like because of just like who i am and my blood no nah, no nah, definitely i feel you because one the reason why i want to become an entrepreneur is just because of you know one because of everything that i've done you know the past lemonade selling sneakers network marketing at a young age but also i was diagnosed with Tourette's when i was 16 that i never knew about it and i had 10 years prior so i had it when i was six had since i was 16 didn't know about it still have it to this day and i was picked on and bullied mm-hmm. so when i went to like you know when i was selling sneakers dude when i'm when i was 15 16 selling sneakers i knew i was around benjamin kicks john carlo blake Wynn, all these other sneaker vendors that's in their 30s and 20s i'm a 50 year old kid Mm -hmm. i know more about sneakers than people that work at foot locker foot action and jimmy jazz no disrespect to them but it's just that's true and then like yeah (laughs) so it's like in my town i went to go apply for a job and they knew who i was but they wouldn't give me a job just because i had my disability Mm -hmm. and for quote quote they don't want to have that as stored image you know Mm -hmm. so it kind of put me in a bad situation my head's like wow screw y'all you know that's that's kind of you know that's kind of like you know a disability just makes me who i am it's not who i am it just makes me who i am right so it's like that's one of the reasons why and then it was just and what are Tourette's too by the way Tourette's is like uh it's a twitching movement it's like uncontrollably it's like motor tics in your body where you like you kind of can't control it Mm -hmm. um so like you could be a neck a neck twitch or you know like an arm twitch or a leg twitch 
you know, it's like different stuff like that. Or like people make noises. I don't, but it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like screaming out loud and stuff. But um, it's just like motor ticks in your body. Um, so. I mean, yeah, and that that's just like good for you to be able to, you know, be open about that because a lot of people you know that have disabilities or do certain things they're not as open about it but at the same time when you know that you have the power and you see the influence that you have you should be out there educating people because you never know the impact that you can leave exactly see and the thing about it was like when you asked me um you know is that why i didn't get a job that kind of helped me back it wasn't that it was just kind of like i knew the situation i would be in and i always told myself i was gonna be great and then i'm gonna use this to for, you know, it's going to make me who I am. It's my story. And, yes. you know, I want to be, if I don't tell my story, no one else will. Thank and you. it's just something that speaks for me. It's like, you know, I'm very, you know, passionate about the universe. You know, everything is the law of attraction. It's like, you know, yes, if, so if right. I didn't tell my story about who I am or what my past was, it's like, no one would know who I am. And then the movement that I have today, is just the millennial movement is just not like a brand that always oh, a clothing line. It's not for me, but the millennial movement, it speaks for you and every millennial that's living. It's like, Yo, you have a dream, a passion, go chase that shit no matter what. No matter what nobody ever tells you. I'm a kid with Tourette's, and that's the whole purpose of me starting my brains because I want to inspire people, but so many people inspire me. It's like, yo, you like whatever you want to do, go achieve it. Don't let that hold you back. Yeah, I was a kid that got picked on and bullied, but do you know how many people that hits me up and say that they're proud of me, want to hang out with me? And it's like all fake snakes. You Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, that's, that's how it is for me now. Yeah, so it's like, it's the path, like, it's just the mindset, it's like, I wasn't scared that what people was going to say is because I, I didn't give, like, I didn't care, I didn't give a fuck because it's like, you know, p- opinions to me don't really matter, you know, I kind of got numb to opinions, so it's like, <laughs> I didn't really care after that. <laughs> yes, um, getting back, although, um, in the store, um, back to, like, you know, the interview, can you, um, to explain that moment though because i um in the interview in the article i want to say magazine in the magazine the article um you were saying um the the it was a, a point in time when you were um in the courtroom and then you seen your mom looking upset at you and then is this the time also when she still has her business and so like what was that a, a was that also another turning point for you yeah, it was because you know you as as any kid you don't want to see you want to be in jail you want to see your mom in a courtroom you know like mm-hmm. you know that just that just hits differently like that's just like a a sign of disappointment and the look in her eye like like you know it was just it, she had that look and it was like a, a look of disappointment and that just kind of really hit me because you know my mom yeah she still did have her business and you know my little brother was super young at the time so it was like. You know, did I want to set, you know, and then a lot of people know me in my town, too, because, you know, it's a very small town, but, you know, my businesses, they, a lot of people know me. So it's like, do I want people to know me because of this? And it's like, is this the example do I want to set for my little brother growing up? And then after that, it just, like, it just, it was just a turning point after that for me. It's like, you know what, I got to change, you know, I can't, I don't want her to see me in this position again, you know, because it was, it hit differently for me. Yeah, and I think that's something else that, and I think that's like a thing too, because sometimes when we hear about our friends or someone else doing something that's drug related or anything else that's not, I guess, on the market, 
and are uh-huh. and it's off the market, people are quick to assume that they're the bad guy. But pe- they don't understand that some people are actually really out here doing it because it's not. Maybe it's not the. It, maybe it is or maybe it not But sometimes it's for. The, it's the only option that people have left left that you know to like do those type of things to provide for the family you know it's just I hear a lot of those I guess I just hear a lot of those stories and it's just like 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 how do we how do we get like you know people and this not in our generation but you know the older folks and you know people that's in the authority to understand that you know what I'm saying how would you what do you think about that you mean so like how how do I get like can you repeat that how do I get like the old like older people to understand um like, can you repeat it? Like, how can we get older people to, like, understand that, you, like, to understand that, you know, we're, people are not just out here selling stuff or being things for no reason. Like, sometimes it's the only option that people have, you know, financial or family problems, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a hard subject to kind of hit on, but, I mean, I'm going to kind of put it to, you know, the best way I can, you know, just kind of see it from older people's perspective. But for myself, it's like, I mean... It's just one thing is that, you know, if you're in the street or whatever it is, it's just, is that something that you really want to be kind of caught doing, you know? And then that's that's one thing that I asked myself was like, if you're in the street, you have to know what's, what's expected to come with it. You know, if you get caught, then that's just a cop. You know, if, just say if you do. Not, every, you know, everyone say they're not, but just say you're in that game. You're in that field. So there is a consequences or if that you might get caught and are you ready to pay the price for it? And if you're not, then you just shouldn't be in the game. But for older people to kind of understand, you know, to kind of look at young people like, yo, we're just out here selling drugs, doing this. But no, it's just, you know, for me, I was a hustler. Yeah. I'll just say go hustle in any way you can legally. My advice, do it legally because it's like, I mean, you just, from that point, it's just like you just set it, you set your own future. You set your own path. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't speak from everyone else's perspective, but, you know, I knew the path that I written for myself when I was, you know, you're what, 16, right, Deshaun? Mm-hmm. So, like, at my age, I was, like, so, like this. You have no tattoos on your body, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, and you you never so drugs. So, it's like, at, my, at your age, I was, I had six tattoos, seven tattoos on my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was already moving drugs. So, you know, it's like, that was kind of the, the path I set for myself. So, it's like, if you're not ready to kind of pay those consequences, you don't want to. It's just like you just got you got to find your other option. But um, I mean, hustle is just gonna hustle. I mean, just kind of get whatever way you can, but do it. You know, I would say do it the legal way, but do it you know just the safe way too. Yes, yes, yes. I agree with you. We're um, I have just you know a couple more things, and we're gonna wrap up. So I guess my yeah. now we're gonna switch from that topic, and now we're gonna move back onto the clothing brand that you have, the Millennial Movement. For sure. Um, so can you talk about maybe the pros and cons with starting that brand and how you, like, what is your end goal with it at the end of the day? Like, what are you hoping to take with it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, I, I just want the millennial movement to just be a clothing line for everyone just to kind of wear it to enjoy, you know, it's just kind of, it's no set purpose to it. You know, it's just the brand, the clothing line is just to make, you know, it's to make people feel good, to feel like they're part of the movement, you know, the millennial movement. But it's just uh, my end goal is, you know, for the whole movement in general is, you know, I want to be able to throw events where people could come out, network with me, and then, you know, my celebrity friends and influencers and my uh, guest influencers as well that I had on the show, uh, just throw events worldwide, be able to do speaking engagements. And, you know, I want to have 
just a whole brand, just everyone to be able to have a Millennium Movement shirt on just because that's, that's just our generation. But to set forth, you know, pros and cons, I mean, for everyone that wants to do a fashion business is that, you know, there's always going to be pros and cons to the business. How much you're going to be paying for a shirt, how much you'd be paying for screen printing, you know. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of variable that kind of plays into the uh, – the fashion industry I, i'm not going to get too much into it it's just a lot but i mean there are a lot of pros and cons i mean i would say the, the pro the biggest pro there is is that you know you're gonna you're gonna be able to reach people that you haven't reached before you know i've been able to reach to you know the the clothing line was basically centered around the brand millennial movement the podcast as well but it's a lot there's a whole entail that goes to the branding as well but when i now i have influencers and models that you know are across you know the country but it's just you know it was something to be able to say hey this part of brand but i want you to be a part of it as well you know so it makes you know it gives you a better chance to reach out and network with other people as well you know that you don't know and build a, a fan base too yeah that's good and um always here to model if you need help um but um, <laughs> um I, yeah we're we, we gonna definitely plan something because i told you, you you said you live out in the bay area so yes I, have a I have a lot of influence of friends that I, I got out in the Bay in the Bay Area so whenever I come out there and do a shoot um, yes you know, you know you'll definitely get the invite yes um and so I guess now um um we're gonna move out to our last um our last question which would be um why at the end of you know we've like talked about everything and just went through certain logistics and things but now um that they got to the end like you know why should people reach for their dreams and why do why do you why like like yeah why why a dream and why should they you know go for it even if they you know should does it start with motivation does it start with you know like just why should people reach for the dreams because you're gonna die you're gonna yes. <laughs> it's as simple as that like when i heard that from gary v it's so true you're at the end of the day we're all gonna grow old we're all gonna die you know is that if you don't dream then what the fuck are you doing with your life right now? You just you're wasting every moment, every precious seconds. You know, every this is how I look at my life. Every second that I'm alive is another second that I have something to prove and still yeah. I have a reason to still be on this earth. Yeah. If I don't have a reason anymore, then the universe or so help me God, they're gonna he's gonna cut my breath and my my breath line off, and then I'm gonna die. Right? So it's just while you're still on earth, you still have a, a reason. You still have a purpose to be on this earth. So, you know, my purpose is to be able to spread the millennium movement to everyone out there to chase their dream, chase their passion, but be able to tell you, like, yo, whatever you do, just go to it to the best of your ability from, you know, my perspective, having to rest. But, you know, you should dream, just go chase, because, you know, if you don't, you're, you know, you're not going to have a se- you don't have a second chance in life. You know, yeah. once the time, you know, once this time is over, you know, it's 530, you know, whatever it is. So once this goes in the hour, we can't get this time back that we talk. So we just keep moving forward. So, you know, dream as much as you can, write as much goals, but go accomplish it and don't stop until you reach them. And once you reach them, write new goals and keep chasing them. And that's what people need to understand. Like with me personally, I was like, like, you know, like people would always be like, you know, write your goals or whatever. I'm just like, okay, okay. And I would write them and I wouldn't. I wouldn't really pay attention. And then recently I had, um, I had in my notebook, I had like wrote down these like certain goals and I wasn't, I I had kind of forgot that I 
wrote them, but yeah. they they were really important. And it told right here, and it says, uh, it says DJ's four months plan because I'm like this. It's it well it was, it was September, and I'm like it's four months, and I don't feel like I really accomplished what I really 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 wanted to accomplish this year. And so you know I've been reading it and everything, and one of the things one of my um, goals was have one brand deal slash become ambassador. And then tell me why I now I'm, I'm picked to model with Forever Twenty One, the brand. And so I'm just like that. It was that when I got that email and like got the like confirmation and things like that. I was just like I was really shocked. Like I didn't know what to like. That's dope, dude. Yeah, I didn't really yeah. know what to expect. There, it's like this company that's doing it, and they were like looking for like twenty three thousand people applied from the Bay Area, and then they only accepted like two hundred. It was. It was, like, really crazy, so it was just, like, you know, if you want those type of things to happen to you, again, you know, you goal writing is, it's not, it's yeah. not something that people want to just it's, say. And it's not just about writing goals, but it's about taking actions on the goals that you've written, so yeah. you can't just, you know, you, people just, like, there's, there's three types of people, there's the doers, then there's the thinkers, and there's, there's the people that just sit out flat, don't do shit, right? Mm-hmm. So thinkers are the ones that they, they think and ponder on the plan, they write their goals, but they don't do it. One that sits on hands, they don't do nothing. But the doers, they write it down, then they take action. So you just gotta be, you gotta choose which one you wanna be. Like you know, I choose to be the doer, like where I take action every day, cause that's a, to me, that's my, that's my, that's my breath line. You know, yeah. that's how I, that's how I feel like I breathe. Like, dude, if I don't go, if I don't work, if I go without working for a day or two days, yes. dude, I feel like, like that's the entrepreneur spirit. Trump, I feel the Trump same told, way. I like Trump making told, my own money. Yeah. Truth be told, and this is my this is my term, so it makes my nuts itch. Mm. And then pe- for people that don't understand, like you ever had, like you ever go out in public and you had that weird feeling in your body, like I don't want to be here, mm-hmm. and, like you kind of want to leave. So that's kind of like me, but it's in my nuts, it's in my ball sack. So it's like mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. My nuts are telling me, like, oh, gotta go home, gotta go. Like you know, so it's like for me, it's like yo, you just gotta choose what you want to do in life. But then once you write down your goals, go achieve it. But your dream, you just got whatever you dream, wherever you want to be in life. You know, just go do it. That's the only advice I could, I could give. Just chase and believe because, you know, no one's going to... The only person that's holding you back from it's failure or whomever what you want to do is yourself. That's you know, true. Take, like I tell people, take me as a living example. Deshaun's like, I'm a kid with Therese and I'm a top 100 podcast out, you know, out of 30,000 podcasts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just... And it's just... I have an article out now. So it's just... Just dream to believe, man. Just keep fighting no matter what. Life is a marathon. Shout out to Nipsey Hustle, Rest in peace him as well. But, yes. you know, life is a marathon. Just keep chasing. Don't ever give up on your dreams. Because once you give up on your, your dream, then you give up on yourself as well. So you have to be your own biggest cheerleader. And, um, yeah, man, I think that's really it. Yeah, and, and also, yeah, there's this thing. In a, I was watching this one Steve Harvey video. And then there's this scripture in the Bible. That was my first time hearing it, too. And it says, you have not because you ask not. And so again, you and what to if you're you know if you're religious or whatever, like respect all that whatever. But if you don't, um, if you don't ask, you simply just you know you're not gonna get what you ask for, and it's yeah. it's simple as that. Exactly. Um, well, if you're still listening um, to this podcast, sadly we have um, come to an end. It was um again. This is my our boy Ricky. Um, can you say the last name? Can you just say your last name again? Wayne. Yeah, Wayne. Because I had said it wrong in the beginning, yeah, so it's yeah. Ricky. No, you're good. Ricky Wayne. And can you just let everyone know? You know, social media projects coming up, and like you know, drop the websites and all that. Just and you give yourself some promo. 
For sure, for sure. Check me out. Make sure you guys follow me. DM me on Instagram. Tell me that you came from this podcast at Ricky Wayne. Mindset is R-I-C-K-Y. Last name is N-G-U-Y-E-N. And then mindset. If you guys just type in Ricky N-G, my la- and my my IG profile will pop up. Um, projects I'm working on. Got some new clothing line coming out. Keep in tune with the podcast on all streaming platforms at Millennial Movement. And yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on the show, man. It was a blast. Dude. Yes, and what people actually don't know, this is literally our first time talking, and like I did not know he was just like this is I I'm definitely got the same contact. Like this he's like this is, he's like the best. Well, um, I appreciate it, man. Yes, thank you all for listening, and like I hope y'all have a good day. Remember to follow me on Instagram, Stessy.dj. Check out um, you know projects that I'm doing, things like that, and just have a good day and peace.